Dungeons and Dopamine. Ta-da! Hello. Welcome back to Dungeons, Dungeons and Dopamine. And <laughs> we are really bad at that all of a sudden. Why was I five seconds? <laughs> You're like, where are we? I think it's because it's been like four weeks since we got to record. We have a podcast? <laughs> it, I nearly forgot. You guys, I have been sick. My family has been sick. We had all the germs, but none of the nameable ones. But So I can't tell you what we had even. <laughs> so we haven't recorded in weeks. It's true. And We've it, been skating on all of the excess that we had. Yeah. And now it's gone. <laughs> and we're out of rhythm because it's been... I, I haven't even seen Jessica in weeks. Right. Which is weird considering how often we've been seeing each other. For months now. It's been at least every other week. Yeah. Get out. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now that we got off the the routine it just ends we're that's done. how adhd works exactly <laughs> we just i mean if it, if we were only working on my adhd it absolutely <laughs> would have ended we just would forget to pick it back up but since we're also working with your adhd and your obsessions here we are here we are and that brings us to a good reminder check us out on social media yeah and patreon please and Reddit. <laughs> Someday. I made eye contact with Bree when I said Reddit. <laughs> if you can't tell, Reddit is Bree's responsibility, which is why it never gets posted on. I don't feel like we have anything to post on Reddit. Yeah, I. it would have to be rather specific. Yeah. I've been trying to figure that out. My words have stopped working. <laughs> it's because we're rusty. <sighs> I did. With my other job. (laughs) I'm just going to make noises in the background. I'm a parcel tongue now. Is this like, who's lying in the name? Wait, we have to act out what you do. (laughs) Do I have to like, pretend I'm scared of a snake? Yes. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I am no Colin Mockery. <laughs> I don't know. Is it raining? <laughs> I sent Miranda something for the first time in literal years the other day. It was a really dumb TikTok with cats <laughs> around a light post in a parking lot. And someone was like, I think I just stumbled onto the Jellicle Ball. And the the song Memories from Cats oh boy. playing. <laughs> and I was like, I know this is super random, but I thought of you and I laughed and I <laughs> might be the only other person who laughed. I bet she loved it. I hope so. <laughs> she is the best. She still checks in. I mean, we still do like the birthday text messages back and forth and then have like the short conversation. She's like rocking it out in California now and I doing know. amazing things. And she's like a professional exerciser now, which still makes me laugh because <laughs> I don't know if you remember Miranda from seventh grade in gym class, but this is not the path I saw for her. <laughs> <laughs> it's not where we thought you'd end up. We but need she's to get doing her- amazing. 
We need to get her promotional materials and ask her to put them up everywhere. We should. I bet she would. I think so. Unless she's really put <laughs> Shout off out by to my Miranda. Post. <laughs> she's like, I'm never talking to or about or for Jessica ever again. She has already unfriended and blocked both of us <laughs> on every sort of communication. Shoot. <laughs> Cutting off now. I was telling a story. Oh, yeah. And then you hissed at me. And I, <laughs> and I became a parcel tongue. Can't help it. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm also checking the time because we're only right. supposed to talk for 10 minutes. Yes. So story time. Go. So for my other job, we have to make these just once a year. We have to make a phone call to remind everybody about an event that we're doing. Okay. And there's several hundred people that we have to call. Oh. And last year we did it like one by one. And we we do have our own work phones and stuff. So it's not like I had to use my personal phone and but still. Yes. And so we all discussed it and we were like this is so time consuming. And then of course we have really great customers and they just want to chit chat and stuff. <laughs> They're like, oh, thanks for calling. Yeah. I can't, I don't even care about your event, but <laughs> exactly. let me tell you. My cat just. <laughs> and so we discussed it and decided that we should see if we could find like an auto caller mm-hmm. or something. Robo dialer. Yeah. And so we did. Yay. And by we, I mean I. So I was also the one who tested it, and I just, <laughs> it just recorded a message that was like, hi, guys, this is Jess. Um, let me know how this sounds. Okay, bye. <laughs> and, and I told a couple people to let it go to voicemail so I could hear what it was like on voicemail, and I told a couple people to answer, and then I just let everyone else kind of do what they were going to do. And my coworker was like, Jessica, that sounded so good. You have such a nice, peppy, but still professional voice. And I was like, oh. So then they told my boss that I should make the official call. And oh boy. I did. So your voice is famous across hundreds of voicemails now, too. It is. And I think... I get a bonus because I didn't say, hey, this is my company. Also, Jess with Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> right? <laughs> www. Exactly. You can find us on there. Spotify and YouTube. Ooh, I could start putting us on like the township tax bills. It's <laughs> like this wall of text on the back of the tax bill that it's all the legalese and at the very bottom will just be also <laughs> check out Dungeons and Dopamine. Oh. <laughs> Anywhere you stream podcasts. We give away stickers because yeah. we have we stickers. We have stickers now. because Emily Kane is the most amazing human we know. Absolutely. And if you need stickers, you can check her out. Emily Kane K-A-N-E. Um, and her email is sticky sticky Emily at gmail.com. I love that so I, much. I need to. And her <laughs> stickers are amazing. They're super and then cute. So she did good. These cute little ones of our little origami us. Mm-hmm. And she's gonna print out more of those for us. Yeah. She's amazing. Prices are really good. She's local if you're in Michigan. Mm -hmm. If you're not, she's still local to us. And she can mail them, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Plus, she's just a good human, so you can feel good about sending her money because she's good. 
think she's listened to the podcast once or twice now. I hope so. I hope she listens to this one since we talk so nicely about her. Absolutely. I 1000% messaged her and was like, hey, how do we promote you? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I can't transition for you. I was just going to say, do you know who I don't want to promote? But then I didn't know if I do want to promote what you're going to talk about. I mean, not necessarily. Perfect. Let's, let's do this. So we haven't been able to record for weeks because my household has been going through the plague. (laughs) And to top it all off, last week I got my first major migraine. Like, I've had migraines before, but it's usually I go to bed and sleep in a dark room and when I wake up I feel a little bit better. Sure. This one had it started out of nowhere I was showing houses and had to I didn't cut my showing short but I definitely by the end of it was like I'm not even speaking words anymore I probably should not have driven myself home and definitely had to pull over to vomit on the way home by the time my husband got home I was just so sick he threatened to call an ambulance so we went to urgent care so the migraine lasted three days and then on day four the pain was gone But I noticed on my trips to the doctor's office and back, I was getting dizzy and kind of woozy feeling while Mm. I, like, from driving, which sent me down a Google search rabbit hole, which led me to my topic today. So, four weeks. (laughs) Yes. Astoundingly, when I started researching these symptoms or looking up these symptoms, I immediately found connections to ADHD, which makes it very easy to transition this to the podcast. Mm -hmm. So for week 26 Mm -hmm. of Dungeons and Dopamine, I will be talking about ADHD and eye disorders. Hmm. Weird, right? Very weird. You (laughs) are talking to me and you expect me to talk back. However, I am eating (laughs) Cheetos. It's It's always Cheetos. It it truly is. (laughs) And it's always nerd gummy clusters for me and Dr. Pepper. It's important. Mm. Have you had the freeze-dried ones? I bought them for a client's closing gift once, but I did not get to try them, unfortunately. I almost bought some today, and instead she had a Monstera plant for sale, (laughs) and I bought that instead. My usual disclaimer, I am not a doctor. I cannot diagnose you. I am not diagnosing myself. Do not take anything I say as law or... whatever (laughs) because I'm going off whatever I find on the internet as well. What I thought was interesting and there is a study later that talks about it. I do not have any eye issues in general. I have been to the eye doctor a few times. The only thing I've ever had glasses for is when I was going to school full-time and working full-time and both of those involved hours and hours and hours in front of a computer. The optometrist told me that my eye muscles start to wear out towards the end of the day so he gave me glasses to wear all i remember thinking is oh even my eye muscles get bored that's great even my eyes have adhd which it does it all correlates you guys this is crazy to me so the first study i found was from the website which i assume is probably also some sort of publication called psychiatric times and the study they discussed had gone through and found 43 different studies that had already studied ADHD and eyes. And of that, they had, 
I don't know, some huge amount of patients, like over 2 million patients, I think. The authors at the end did conclude that even though there's no association between ADHD and how well you see like in terms of 2020 vision and there are no differences or no statistical differences in how like the eye is shaped or how it is formed or anything that would suggest that it's genetic or but there is evidence for an association between ADHD and reduced color discrimination so apparently a lot of people with ADHD have trouble distinguishing especially certain types of or shades of blue also contrast sensitivity atypical accommodative response and convergence astigmatism hyperopia and strabismus so to break those things down, I'm mostly going to talk about the convergence, but if you don't know what an astigmatism is, it's basically like the curvature of the lens is a little bit wrong, so you see things either really blurry or kind of distorted. Um, hyperopia is farsightedness, so you can see things really well far away, but things in front of your face might seem blurry and strabismus is when the eyes point different directions so they both might point in or they both might point out or one might start to wander um, they call that amblyopia i believe so like ambidextrous but with <laughs> your eyes well so basically lazy eye or um, cross-eyed would be the terms that we used to use and so while our eyes are built the same as everyone else and while our vision should correlate well with the rest of the population we do we are predisposed to these other vision problems and i'm focusing on the convergence part and the convergence problem is basically how well your two eyes can take the two visions or pictures that they see and combine that into one picture so we know that our eyes do all the crazy stuff and they like take what we're seeing and flip it right side up because for some reason we see everything upside down and then takes it, you know, meshes it together and, and takes other stuff. You know, you don't see your nose when you're looking in front of you. You start not I to notice that. now. <laughs> right, now that I've mentioned it. <laughs> and this is a huge problem for people with ADHD. And the... It, there's like an umbrella term called binocular vision dis dysfunction, but it all has to do with how your eyes align and how they make the picture in front of you combine. And up to, it was like up to 50% of people with ADHD have these types of vision problems as well. And specifically the one that I was reading about is called vertical vertical heterophoria. I had a hard time researching this because when you type in like binocular vision dysfunction or vertical heter heterophoria, you start getting all these kind of boutique sounding vision specialists that want you to take like an online vision test and put in your name and phone number and email address and they'll call you to discuss your results. And I, like I said, I don't have, or I haven't had eye problems in the past, so I don't know if that's common but it's I hate that yeah because your computer screen could be screwy right and they're telling you mm -mm. <laughs> yeah actually we need to pluck out your left eye <laughs> and feed it to a crow <laughs> and then pray to the crow for three days in hopes that you will have good vision in your right eye that's kind of what i was expecting <laughs> 
<laughs> so I did fill one out. It happens to be for one in Michigan. But through my research, I did actually find that this particular place and this doctor happens to be like the big specialist for this wow. vertical hypertrophia, heterophoria, sorry. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if my journey will eventually lead me there and if it's like a legit place, but I'm kind of doing my own research on that right now. But the the symptoms of somebody that has vertical heterophoria, when I started reading this list, it was like everything that's been bothering me. So the dizziness with driving or the woozy feeling, neck pain, because a lot of people with this vertical heterophoria will have eyes that are maybe one is a little bit lower than the other, which happens to be how my face is set up. So they tilt their head a lot to try to, uh, what's that word? Sort of compensate. Compensate. So they have a head tilt to compensate for their eyes being just a little bit off or they have, it can actually cause anxiety. So they get overstimulated in crowds. They get overstimulated by a lot of noise. And it's because your eyes are a little bit out of alignment and they're just not able to line the pictures up. So your brain knows that, it's, that something's off and it can't, it can't fix it. Your brain can't make this picture. So it's never like, I'm not driving down the road and the road is windy all of a sudden. (laughs) It's more when I'm trying to read something close up, it's almost like the words come off the page and they have like a shadow behind them. And once I started really paying attention to the, the symptoms that were listed on these different websites, so much of it has been happening for so long and it's just stuff I kind of brushed up, like the words coming off the page. I'm like, well, I'm reading on an e-reader and it's late at night and I'm a little bit tired. So sure, that's normal. That makes perfect sense. And now I do it and I it happens and I can feel my eyes and I can feel how they're actually kind of unfocusing from each other. And all of the sinus pain and the sinus migraines that I've been having since I was a child can be attributed to this vertical heterophoria because my eye muscles are always working so hard to keep things lined up that it irritates all the muscles around my eyes and my sinuses. So I end up with sinus pain and ear pain and neck pain. It's it's just astounding to me that a vision problem could cause all these other symptoms. They even, some of the some of the websites even got into the fact that some people may be misdiagnosed with ADHD when it is actually a vision problem. Wow. Or because of the prevalence, um, like I said, like up to 50% of people have vision dysfunctions. A lot of it can be caused by that vision dysfunction. So a child that isn't interested in reading Maybe it's not because they're bored or they're hyperactive and they need to move. Maybe they just can't see very well when it's up close. And maybe the words are jumping off the page or there's a shadow behind them. They talked about how reading comprehension can be impacted by somebody with vision dysfunction. Uh, One of the symptoms, one of the signs they talk about is if you have trouble like staying on the same line when you're reading or if you jump lines or you blend words together. And if your eyes aren't working correctly, of course you're not yeah. going to want to read those yeah. things. You're you're not going to want to read out loud in class. So now you have anxiety about reading. Your homework and, is going to be 
exponentially harder. You're not going to want to do that. Mm-hmm. The handwriting is usually affected. Oh, yeah. Which I've always had bad, bad handwriting. And the most interesting thing or the funniest symptom that I thought applied to me is when you're walking down hallways, you tend to drift to one side or the other. My whole family has it. <laughs> <laughs> and I have been teased for this since high school. And we, I mean, we always said it was because one of my legs was shorter than the other, but (laughs) apparently it's because one of my eyes is lower than the other. The best thing about what you just said is that it has to do with my topic. Not legs, but your nickname because of that leg. Anyway. Yay. (laughs) So if you're struggling with ADHD or if you've been diagnosed with ADHD and you're still struggling with some of your symptoms or... Even if you just have like this idea in the back of your brain that maybe it's something else, look into vision issues. Go see an optometrist and start looking into some of these other other ideas because these are not typically dysfunctions that are going to be found on your usual yearly eye exam or, you know, every three-year eye exam if you're <laughs> me. It's stuff that's more mechanic and in the brain than it is just reading letters on a screen but if all it takes is a pair of glasses to suddenly get rid of my (laughs) or (laughs) some websites did suggest eye patching and i'm going to have the coolest eye patches if this Mm -hmm. turns out to be what my dysfunction is absolutely (laughs) but if if a pair of glasses and an eye patch can solve my migraines and my nausea and some of the symptoms I've been attributing to my ADHD medications. What a life change yeah. that could be. And nobody's talking. I mean, obviously people are talking about this. I found it on the internet when I did a search. But none of my doctors have ever mentioned getting my eyes tested or seeing if there is an underlying like actual physical issue, not just that my brain doesn't do what it's supposed to. It's really funny to me how many quite honestly serious things that can make life incredibly challenging don't get talked about more often because they're ADHD related Mm -hmm. or like you said the prevalence of this in an ADHD person being 50% right not just a random smattering of the you know population (laughs) almost a majority and it's and I think I'll keep doing topics like this. I, I mean, I could keep talking about eye disorders forever. There were more. But I'd also like to someday cover like rejection sensitivity dysphoria and time blindness and just the things that we deal with that people don't realize because they're so stuck on, oh, you get distracted by a squirrel. Well, yeah, but I also cry really hard when everybody, when anybody gives me any criticism because I am a perfectionist that has rejection sensitivity dysphoria and it'll and break my heart. No one loves me because I stuttered once mm. on my podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... You have, like, those doctors who say everyone wants to have ADHD and then you have actually people with ADHD who are realizing that some of this stuff is because it's their brain. I don't know how to put it into words properly. but Because I have ADHD. Ah. <laughs> exactly. We need 
this is the one thing I, okay maybe there's a couple things that are good about <laughs> social media and the internet but the main thing for me is giving voices to people and connecting people that you may not have heard from otherwise you know I was just talking with my husband about how it used to be agencies and agents told us who was pretty and who was important and who had t things to tell us and now with TikTok and social media somebody that maybe doesn't fit the bill of the normal Hollywood person yes. is able to get a million followers and get their message across. Elise and Myers. Yes. She's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. But Hollywood standards. She never she, would have been she picked as an agent or foreign agency. She's like someone we could be friends with. She's so good and she's done so much good. Yes. And she's such a big deal. And all from TikTok. Yeah. And and that, I mean, half the stuff I've learned about ADHD is from social media and TikTok and stuff that I didn't even know I could attribute to, oh, that's, that's why I do that. And now I know that even my vision could be it's affected by, and my sister-in-law, I'll have to do more research, but my sister-in-law brought up um, connect muscles and connectivity can be looser in people with ADHD. So we're often made fun of because we have more injuries or we're, we're seen as clumsy. Yeah. Not only could that be a vision problem, but it could be because your muscles and your tendons are just a little bit looser than most people. So if you fall, you don't just hurt your ankle, you roll your ankle because that joint is a little looser. <laughs> it's crazy. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So because one time at absolute random, I noticed that your pant leg was like wetter on one side. <laughs> we realized that you do have one leg shorter than the other. Which was confirmed by a doctor. But because of that, <laughs> and because we're evil, our friend and I used to call you Stubby. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Thanks. Jessica and Jody, <laughs> I love you guys. Well, it has brought us here today <laughs> where I am actually going to tell you about another stubby. I'm so excited to tell you guys about this. So let's dive into this. I'm very excited just because you are so excited. <laughs> stubby was a hero. One of the most decorated heroes of his kind in the Great War, World War One. Did have to figure out what war was called the Great War because no wars are great. Right. Ew. Anyway, he was born in 1916, but we aren't sure exactly when he was born. He was a part of the 102nd Infantry, Regiment 26 Division. I'm sure that means something to someone, but that is like French to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> His entry into the military was a little odd, as he was found wandering the grounds of Yale University, and he wound up in 17 battles on the Western Front of the war. He had a really unique military career. This is directly quoted. He hung around as the men drilled. One soldier in particular, Corporal James Robert Conroy, who was born in 1892, and lived until 1987, developed a fondness for him. 
When it came time for the outfit to ship out, Conroy hid stubby. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he did what? <laughs> Conroy hid stubby on board the troop ship. As they were getting off the ship in France, he hid Stubby under his overcoat without <laughs> detection. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Upon discovery by Conroy's commanding officer, Stubby saluted him as he had been trained to do. The commanding officer allowed Stubby to stay um if you have not yet figured it out Stubby is a dog (laughs) (laughs) I knew ahead of time that it was an animal because I knew your topics I was trying to listen as if I didn't know and of course my first thought when you said wandering around the Yale campus is I'm for some reason he was an old man That was just like found wandering, and they were like, Oh, look at this sir, nice old man. Sir, are you okay? <laughs> Would you like to get on the ship with me? I couldn't keep a straight face when I said that the corporal hit him on the ship. <laughs> yep. And then put him under his overcoat. Anyway, Stubby was said to be a brindle. Boston Terrier or a Bull Terrier mix. He was the best boy. (laughs) Yeah. Stubby served in the trenches in France. In French, apparently. (laughs) Stubby speaks French. (laughs) He, He served in France for 18 months. He did some amazing things for the morale of the soldiers. When he first entered combat, he spent days and nights under fire for an entire month. Oh my gosh. And strangely enough, like my dog hears a thunderstorm and we have to drug her. (laughs) He stayed completely chill. I'm good. (laughs) I'll hang out. So he was wounded in air raid in April of that year. Uh, Well, German soldiers were retreating and they were tossing um, hand grenades and he was hurt. He did suffer a wound to his front leg, but while he healed up, he was sent to the rear where he once again improved morale and helped all of these soldiers who were facing just straight up hell. Someone wrote, seeing a familiar face and a furiously wagging nub of a tail provided the serviceman with a sense of calm while under enemy fire. Which makes me teary-eyed. I love that so much. <laughs> if anybody deserves a emotional support dog, it's soldiers that are at war. Especially when they say a furiously wagging mm-hmm. knob. <laughs> so, I almost couldn't do these topics that I have over the next few weeks because I cry too easy. <laughs> Your voice just is going to get stuck at that high octave. It's so cute <laughs> so he did recover and he went back to the trenches in his first year he was also injured by mustard gas but as he healed the the infantry the soldiers created a special gas mask for him oh <laughs> and he also because of that became really adept at 
sensing mustard gas attacks before they were upon the soldiers. That's There's something incredible. about it. I'm also, how hard was it to create a gas mask for a dog? For a dog. Back yeah. in those days. Like, now you can probably 3D print it. I mean, they probably oh, just make absolutely. them for funsies already. <laughs> but yeah, wild. Whoa. So, he did not stop at morale and mustard gas, which BTW sounds like a great album name. Mm-hmm. Morale and mustard gas. <laughs> that is going to be the name of our debut album. Yes. Coming soon. <laughs> Ish. Project number 17. <laughs> We're not too busy for that. Nope. Add it on. <laughs> I don't need to sleep. <laughs> Never. No, we're going to energize ourselves with stories of Stubby. (laughs) Stubby could also find wounded soldiers. He would then sit with them and comfort them until the medics could arrive to take care of them. He also could hear the whine of artillery attacks before they happen. So he was able to warn soldiers to duck and cover. Why is this just not a like standard thing now i don't know <laughs> i also think it's interesting that he was the types of dogs that he was <laughs> and yeah. then we got to this day and age and we decided that like only golden retrievers fit that <laughs> right like, no give it to the pitbulls exactly. <laughs> they want this <laughs> well and him being a boston mix he was probably I don't think Boston's were as small then as they are now. Mm -hmm. I think they've been bred smaller. So he was probably a really stout, like a little pit bull for for actual size comparison. And that cute little nubby tail. (laughs) So, this is a terrible topic. We're never going to get through this. Nope. (laughs) One time, Stubby caught a German spy. Stubby was in the trenches where they called it no man's land kind of where no one would be. And all of a sudden, from a little further away, the soldiers heard someone yelling. So they ran in that direction. Stubby had already gone over there. And they found him with his teeth firmly embedded in the man's pants. (laughs) How does Stubby know who's the bad guy? I thought the same thing. (laughs) I wonder if there was... What a smart dog. Like a literal smell or because he maybe smelled a fear or... Oh, that could be. Something along those lines. Adrenaline maybe? Yeah. Somehow saw the difference in the uniforms. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Really weird. Really cool though. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is when Stubby was granted the rank of sergeant. (laughs) He was also granted the German spy's iron cross. He wore that as a medal from then on. Some, someone awful did hurt Stubby later on with a grenade, but he was epic again and he healed. Of course. He earned two wound stripes from the war. Oh my gosh. Someone, one of the women in the town nearby where they were stationed, everyone loved Stubby, so everyone knew about him, and she created a coat for him to wear where they could pin all his medals. (laughs) He had his own military uniform. I know, he's so cute. There was one particular soldier besides his his man, (laughs) who was actually saved by Stubby. He was in an area he was supposed to be He was supposed to be on watch, and he dozed off, and he was woken by Stubby barking 
because there was mustard gas coming. So he grabbed Stubby and they took off and it saved his life. Yay, so Stubby. He he wrote a poem about Stubby. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, I have it. And you all have to hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to me and I will tell of a dog who went all through hell with a hundred and second Infantry USA, Stubby was with us night and day. He was smuggled across the sea and was certainly full of glee (laughs) (laughs) when he landed in St. Nazaire. He and Bob were a happy pair. I hope no one is going to take a lesson in saying city names from me. (laughs) No, that one girl on a podcast (laughs) told me how to pronounce this one. (laughs) He always knew when to duck the shells and buried his nose at the first gas smells. Okay, I don't know. Some of this is not... English. (laughs) Yes, especially when I say it. And it's old. (laughs) Old, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'll speed this up in editing. <laughs> Thanks, editor Jessica. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> but Stubby came through Hell Okay and is ready to go back to the USA. And he kind of wraps it up talking about Bob and Stubby. And the very end is he will enjoy a much earned rest in the place we all love the best. Oh, So... After I this. love that. I know. I wish I could have given it a better voice. Why didn't um, you practice that like 30 times before today? <laughs> I should have it memorized. Like yeah. I used to have the raven memorized. Oh my gosh. Same. <laughs> we were so cool. So cool. We were so dark. We were not cool. We, were e- we weren't even emo. I can't even claim no. that. We no, just we liked weird things. We weren't even goth. No. <laughs> we were just... We were just, we were just weird. (laughs) So, Stubby went home with Robert Conroy. He did not rest when he got home. He met. Keeps going. He keeps going. He met some really famous people. He met President Woodrow Wilson, President Harding, and President Coolidge. Conroy brought Stubby when he enrolled at a Catholic university. (laughs) It was a Catholic University Law School. Okay. Stubby became the school mascot. (laughs) He would play with a football at halftime and entertain the guests. Oh my gosh. Some people give him credit for like the modern day halftime show. He (laughs) he started mascots and halftime shows. Exactly. I love Stubby. I know. I could not have been nicknamed after a better. I know, right. Dog. We were doing you a favor. Mm-hmm. He also um, was given a gold medal from the Humane Education Society. He was granted lifetime memberships to the Red Cross, the American Legion, and the YMCA. The last of which promised to give the bull terrier three bones a day. In a place to sleep for the rest of his life. <laughs> oh. <sighs> the last part's harder to Oh, read. no. It's not bad. He doesn't die. He no. lives forever. No, not at all. Stubby lived to be 14 years old. Which is pretty good. Yeah. He's a good boy. Especially going to war. Exactly. And being hurt twice and mustard gassed. Right. So he did pass away. He was asleep 
with his owner with him when he passed. And then I just wrote, he was the best boy. He was the the best boy. (laughs) I love him. And that's the story of Stubby. And I only have a little bit of tears in my eyes. (laughs) I love dog stories, number one. I know. I still have not watched Marley and Me Mm -mm. because I refuse to cry. (laughs) But Connor has a book about a dog that delivers the mail. And it was, again, it's based on a true story because dogs are better than all of us. Yep. And I cry every time I read it. (laughs) I... I cried, obviously, when I first read about Stubby, and then I go over my notes several times, just quickly, and, like, to run through them. (laughs) I cried a few (laughs) times, but talking to someone else about it, when you actually hear, (laughs) I did get a little teary. (laughs) The Disney movie that makes me cry the hardest, still to this day, is Fox and the Hound. When she brings the fox into the woods. So anyway. So is this how the next few weeks are going to go with you? Am I going to cry every time? (laughs) I'm not going to make any promises. (laughs) (laughs) But after these three, because I always have to go in threes, Mm -hmm. I have a cool Christmas episode. I should work on a Christmas episode. Yeah. So perfect, because my next topics come in threes too. Perfect. Yes. I'm getting to you. (laughs) (laughs) You should see Bree's face. (laughs) She looks incredibly (laughs) scared. Turning into Jessica again. (laughs) No. I really got to work on my evil laugh. That was terrible. Pretty bad. I'm ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're just so pleasant, you can't even have a scary, maniacal laugh. (laughs) Can't has scary laugh. (laughs) I feel like there was something else I had wanted to talk to you about. Um, It wasn't crying. (laughs) Let me ask you something horrible. (laughs) Live live we're not live <laughs> we are or maybe we surprise <laughs> that's what i wanted to talk to you about we record everything live now yay oh we should do a live episode that would be really fun we just i feel like we just have to like get an audience that's there and ready. yeah like a friday night it'd have maybe? to be a weird night where like everybody's yeah. home so they can a Thursday or Friday mm-hmm. night. Maybe we could take a poll of who would be interested yeah. in doing a live. Because I was trying to think of a way for people to do a Mad Lib with us. Yes. And I have a whole book. Yeah. Like a big yeah, yeah. book. And I, I thought of like having people post, like we'll ask for an adjective and having people post and whoever gets there first will take that one. Right. But, that but would, that's not as fun. And it would, oh, it would be, my eyes would hate me. <laughs> my brain would it's almost like one of those reddit ask me anything <laughs> that i cannot do because it's just a whole bunch of people typing and typing and responding to other people that typed things and i get lost in the stream of replies until i have no idea what's going on plus it's reddit so by the third comment you're way off topic exactly. <laughs> you're reading a story about someone's aunt on thanksgiving and you don't know why I tried to find a Thanksgiving topic for today. And aside from the literal Thanksgiving massacre, 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 <laughs> there's not much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only two Thanksgiving stories I have are pretty awful. <laughs> it is not a holiday we get excited about. Which is really sad. Because food and yeah. family. 
I mean, I love if you really boil it down to the basics of food and family, make family what you want it to be and not what you're forced to be, then Thanksgiving's great. I'm trying really hard to find something so we I'm can wrap this gonna up. I'm just going to keep filling in <laughs> blurbs here and just keep talking Cute about um, Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I think... Gosh, what Zach and I just decided oh a brisket. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we can end the show now. <laughs> guys, we know how to do this. <laughs> the last five minutes have been filler banter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so now I'm gonna tell you that this has been Dungeons and Dopamine Podcast. You can listen to us anywhere. Nope. You can't. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> but you can listen to us anywhere you stream podcasts and on YouTube. You can support us on Patreon, which is www.patreon.com slash Dungeons Dopamine. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and there's a couple Reddits out there somewhere. I swear we'll Reddit more if you guys want to Reddit. Yeah, we'll if you guys totally get on Reddit this. and find our subreddit or our user, then I would chat even at me, learn how to Discord for you guys. I have same. no idea how to Discord. No, me neither. I'm on some people's Discords. I don't know how to use them. Anyway, um, you can reach out to us on any social media that she just said, or you can email us at dungeonsdopamine at yahoo.com. Dungeons and Dopamine is edited and published by Argyle Pigeon Productions. Thank you, Argyle Pigeon Productions. They got this. Not bad. He's all right. (laughs) But we love you guys. (laughs) very much thank you for listening to episode 26 okay bye okay bye